0: Hi, guys, this is Brian Scott. Welcome to Beats by the City Journals, where we talk about all things local. In this episode, we meet the mayor of Riverton, Trent Staggs. Mayor Staggs tells us a little bit about himself, a quick recap of some exciting things that they accomplished in 2019, and then those things he is looking forward to in 2020. I hope you enjoy the episode, and don't forget to read your city journal good morning we are here with mayor trent staggs this morning from the mayor of riverton good morning mayor how are you good morning good to be with you Brian. so uh welcome to the podcast we're super excited about the about the new podcast for the city journals one more way for residents to uh, get local news and, and understand a little bit more about what's going on in their community so thank you for coming Uh, One of the things we like to start out some of these segments with is a little bit to get to know you, right? You represent how many people? How many people? What's the the population of Riverton? We're right about 47,000. 47,000. So so you're the elected official that represents 47,000 people. And um, we think that there's a good portion of them that would like to know who you are. So if we can take a few minutes, if you're open to that, if we can take a few minutes and just hear a little bit about who is Mayor Trent Staggs, how did you get here? Um, yeah. Where were you born? Take us, take us from there. Yeah, you bet. You know, one
1: thing being part, uh, part of being an elected official is your life is somewhat of an open book. So uh, some of this information can be found at our website. we got some great information on, uh, not just myself, but the other elected officials. Um, I was born in Arizona, spent a bit of time between that state, Utah, and California. Okay. Uh, ultimately came back to Utah in 89 and uh, actually lived in South Jordan. So wrapped up my high school years at Bingham High. Okay. And then went on to the University of Utah for my undergraduate degree in political science and economics, and then moved to, uh, to BYU, get an MBA. Okay. Okay. And
0: so political science at, at, at the university, mm-hmm. did you did you have the bug then that you wanted to be in politics? No,
1: not necessarily. It was uh, it was interesting. I I've always I've had a passion for our our country, our founding documents, sure, and just our system of government. But it wasn't until 20, uh, 2013 that I decided to run for an elected office for the first time okay. on our city council.
0: Sure. And did you have, did you have experience in politics before that that was unelected? Did you sit on boards or not, anything there? Not a thing, not nothing, yeah, okay. not a planning
1: commission, never, uh, any, any other board or committee really. Sure. It just decided that, you know, my wife and I had decided since moving uh, to Riverton in 2011, sure. kind of coming back home, if you will, because yeah. growing up, in the southwest part of the county in the late 80s early 90s uh, it was that that boundary for example for Bingham High School encompassed all of what is today Harriman uh, a lot even through South Jordan into West Jordan down to Lehigh so I've, I've had I've, I've been through a lot of the growth most of the growth here in the last you know, sure. 30 plus years and seen quite a few changes so kind of coming back home yeah, to Riverton we decided that there's something that I wanted to do get involved in politics yeah
0: so you came back to Riverton in 2011 from South Jordan where, where, where at, were you then at the time I was living in Draper Draper okay Sorry. so 2011 you come back into South Jordan mm-hmm. or back into Riverton and you decide at that point, I'm going to get involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a, a certain situation with, uh, it, within the neighborhood that okay. just prompted me to be a little more involved, want to get more involved sure. in our city and had me going to city hall, going to a few meetings. And I thought, you know, somebody with my background, I think could add value to the city. From the business perspective at the time, I noticed that we weren't receiving nearly the sales tax revenue and commercial and didn't have nearly the commercial tax base that say South Jordan, Draper had uh, at the time and still enjoy. And so I I ran somewhat on a platform of economic development.
0: Okay. Let me go back to something you just said right there. And and I don't want to open up old wounds. And I know that often I've been around long enough to see that often these situations aren't like the greatest to get people involved in politics, but I'm I'm also very appreciative of understanding how the, the process works in some of these. getting there. Talk to me a little bit about. You said you were in a situation in your neighborhood. There was there was uh, issues there that you got involved in. Can you tell us a little bit about what those issues were on a, on a general scale and and how you remedy them? Sure. Yeah,
1: generally speaking, we had some illicit behavior going on, activity going on in, in the neighborhood. Sure. And uh, we were in close proximity. I mean, enough to be able to view it. It was impacting our life. Sure. And uh, that that made me get get involved and, and talk with the city. At the time, we were contracted with Unified Police Department. Okay. Uh, worked extensively with them to try and remedy the situation. And, and okay. ultimately, that got me more more exposed if you will to uh, to the inner workings of city government and yeah. decided i wanted yeah. to get involved all
0: right and in that particular case it, just a police matter that the that police mm-hmm. ultimately got it taken care of or did it take zoning or or anything else
1: no ultimately it was a combination of police
0: and even
1: even county some county action that ended up Getting, getting, getting
0: that resolved, it. all right. But gives you the bug, so I guess we can be thankful for that situation that it, that it got you here <laughs> today. Um, so, so you decide to run based on that, um, based on that experience. Uh, talk to me about that first campaign. Well, your only campaign, right? Like, I guess you've come up for reelection once. Uh, we've had two, so that was uh,
1: on the city council my first run in 2013 Okay, and it's, you know, our city of Riverton is districted. So we have sure. five districts and then one at large elected official, which is the mayor. Okay. So I've now been in a, a whopping two campaigns. Okay. Uh, the first of which, you know, I've coincidentally though, I've been up against two 12 year incumbents in both those
0: campaigns. Okay.
1: So yeah, not really knowing any better and not knowing really the, uh, the opponent that I had back in 2013, decided to run Uh, very well known you know had been in 12 years did not ran somewhat unopposed uh, i think at least once before but knocked every door won by 105 votes and uh, this message of economic development water was very important in our city at that time our culinary water was sourced by our our wells and uh, ended up changing that within the first year that i was in office a change of the source of our water that is to the Jordan Valley Water Conservancy District. And depending on where you live in our city, that was an improvement of 10 times. Sure. The water quality Yeah. Uh, and hardness,
0: et cetera. Sure. Um, all right. So, you, anybody who's thinking about running, would you have any advice looking back at that first campaign? and uh, would you, would you be willing to offer any advice to somebody thinking about running maybe the next time or for another office?
1: Yeah, I my advice is to get to know the inner workings of the city as much as you can, try to understand and appreciate the budget. I mean, prior to this, I never really looked at a city budget and it's pretty revealing, you know, it's to understand where where all the revenue comes from, what we're spending things on, And if there's an opportunity you think that you can't you have to add value given your background, then I encourage everybody to run. And and one of the things that we've done, I think, successfully now in Riverton is that we have created uh, committees, resident volunteer committees uh, across six different categories. And that allows people to get involved at a level where, you know, it doesn't require them to go out and put their name on a ballot. Sure. But they're interested in their city. They want to improve it. And resident engagement right. is really one of our highest priorities and my highest priority. And that's something that we've attempted to do. And we think that that can kind of operate as somewhat of a of a testing ground, if you will, for people to get familiar. So so if there are boards or committees like, like you yeah. kind of alluded to that you can serve on before taking elected office, that's probably a good path.
0: To so this committee that you talked about, what's the name of that committee today? Oh, we've we've got a half a
1: dozen of these uh, resident volunteer committees. We have okay. our historic preservation commission.
0: Okay, and then
1: we have five other committees: um, one on economic development. Sure, we have one on emergency preparedness. Okay, we have uh, parks, rec, and trails. We've got our um, transportation committee, and then also events. And we, uh, the the events and inclusion committee, will really try to work with a lot of. You know, any of the, uh, say, racial or ethnic communities within the right. within our city has been uh, very well received. We have nine individuals that serve there. The other committees have seven. Okay. And so there's a huge opportunity for people. And we, we put these out in 2018 when they first started and had quite a few residents respond that yeah. wanted to participate.
0: So um, to finish up on that. If a resident of Riverton is interested in serving on one of those committees, what do they need to do?
1: Um, they can go to our website and take a look at the committees. It gives a short description on each one and kind of what the expectations are if you were to serve. Sure. And and then there's a link there that they can fill out uh, some, some of information, fill out yeah, a short-form application. Sure. But then it comes into our communications department, the office of mayor. and uh, yeah. you know, We always have... Right now, I think we do have one or two openings across the committees, and uh, given that size, there's usually you know an opening or two that, that comes up. Sure.
0: So I know that um, I would like to hear more uh, about, about your past and some different things, but I know we got a lot of topics to talk about today. So um, I've been meeting with some of the other mayors in the Valley, and we've been talking about the three things they're most excited for, but I think that with you i think one of the interesting things that we can do to start with is um the city just published kind of the top 10 things from from last year Mm -hmm. so tell me a couple of those things that you're really proud of that you're excited for that that you accomplished last year
1: yeah that's there's there's quite a few things Um, our city has been really operating you know since Since I took office in the office of mayor, so that city council run in 13, you know, four-year term, ran for mayor in 17, uh, largely because I wanted wanted to have a little bit more of an imprint and help direct the city with respect to a, a vision. Sure. We did not at the time have a vision statement or a mission statement as a city. We didn't have a strategic plan in the sense that we had priorities and initiatives of any sort. So in January of 18, convened the governing body. We ended up creating a vision and a mission. We have eight priorities. There's a number of initiatives that tie to each one of those and some measures. And two years into that, what was intended to be a four-year plan, uh, in two years, we've already accomplished about 75% of all the initiatives there. And we're going to have a strategic planning session on Saturday, the 25th. It's an all-day, 10-hour, 9, 10-hour meeting with our uh, elected officials. But uh, to kind of recap some of those items that we've already done um, you know, one of the biggest things that happened last year was our new police department Everton PD uh, stood up in July and it's been incredibly successful. We've had now nine more officers than, than what uh, we were afforded under the unified system that work in our precinct. They're dedicated, they're vested here in our community and uh, it's been incredibly successful. I mean, we are, we even paid our officers 10% more than the UPD compensation model, so nine additional officers, each of them getting paid more. Yeah, our, our pay scale is ten percent more okay. than what it was at Unified, and we pay less money than what we would be on a contract basis to Unified go forward. So that for us, it was it was a great it was a great deal for us, um, and residents notice it. They're, sure, the officers are there; they're present. Uh, one other thing that I'm I'm really proud of is that we didn't have any tax increases no fee increases through last year we had some people think that by moving away from the countywide taxing district and creating riverton's law enforcement service area that we would end up having uh, fee increases or tax increases out of the gate we're going into our third year here brian uh, of the riverton law enforcement service area that's the property tax that pays for our police right and In the aggregate, we've now saved about a million and a half uh, to our taxpayers uh, from what they otherwise would be paying if they had stayed in the countywide taxing area. So that to me is a big, a big deal. We have Mountain View Village that kicked off that huge uh, retail development at the corner of 134 South and Mountain View. Uh, That... Phase two is going to be phenomenal. It should be done either end of this year or into the spring of 2021 with all of the entertainment, the uh, specialty retail, some office component. Sure. So that's a great deal. And the last thing maybe I'll mention is that uh, we have a a Southwest Visioning study that we kicked off in August, and that's currently underway. It should be done this summer. And that's an unprecedented effort by... All the communities. We've got six municipalities that have come together.
0: So we got Harriman, Bluffdale, Riverton, South Jordan, West Jordan. West Jordan. And Copperton Township. And Copperton Township. Okay. Yeah. We've all come together and said, hey, look, our population
1: growth has accounted for over 70, 75% of the population growth in the county since 2000. Wow. Just in those cities. And we've got over half of the undeveloped property left in the county. Sure. So... In lieu of us all planning now in a silo, let's come together. Let's take a look holistically. You can act locally but plan regionally yeah. and try to come up with a vision or a framework that uh, will improve the quality of life ultimately mm-hmm. for our residents, whether it be in transportation. I'd say transit. We really don't have any transit here, so it's, it's trying to uh, maybe create more transit options, express sure. bus, those sorts of things, and then all of our are there infrastructure? You know, what are we planning today? What is our, our land use currently uh, entitled for? And will our current infrastructure support the build-out that we've already entitled? Because most of the land is entitled. Right. And we've, we've got to work and What together. do you mean by entitled? Uh, by by entitled meaning developers have already been approved okay.
0: to basically build a certain
1: Know, housing, residential or commercial
0: sure. product type. So when I drive by it, I see uh, empty piece of what I would describe as farmland. Mm-hmm. But but as far as the city is concerned, that's approved on these entitled pieces. That's that's approved and and they have a plan and that's it is what it is.
1: They may or may not have a detailed like site plan. Sure. but it's been entitled to the point where it's approved for.
0: This number of homes, homes. or this
1: many G- give you an example. Apartments. I mean, that area where Center uh, Center Cal Mountain View Village is yeah. building there. That project area is about six hundred acres. Okay. On um, both the north and south side of 134, and it's approved for some three thousand four hundred housing units. Okay. Across all of that area, so uh, we haven't had any residential development go on. It's been approved for four years. Sure. Uh, we're hoping to get a shovel in the ground. Here pretty soon because there's there is a need for housing it yeah. really is throughout the county but um, that's an example of something already entitled.
0: How does this strategic plan with the six cities? How does that plug into the county's um, plan? I believe I seen something in the presentation, one of the chamber meetings or something about a year ago for the Ochre Hills plan. How does that was there was there a correlation there? Are those two working? Unfortunately, no,
1: um, not at the beginning. Okay. There was no real coordination. That Oakerview study, uh, they had a gross summit. Uh, they were doing a lot of this stuff independently. And, you know, the unincorporated population in the entire county is less than right around 10,000 folks now. Sure. And so to not have the cities that represent over 300,000 people that I just mentioned involved in the conversation was a little bit discouraging. That's since changed. I, I should have mentioned that part of the Southwest Visioning Study is the county. Okay. Uh, Mayor Wilson has been invited. So... There are actually six municipalities and the county also has some
0: representation
1: in uh, the
0: steering committee
1: that is ultimately guiding the study.
0: How about uh, the two big ones? I think people often forget there's a lot of roads and, and, and then the mass transit, UTA and UDOT represented kind of in that study, or is this the study that will then be taken to them? And, and try to get some cooperation yeah good okay. question
1: they're, they're stakeholders they're interviewed uh, through this process they're part of the process as sure. a stakeholder but ultimately what we want to do is we're wrapping up there are three phases to the study phase one is the existing conditions okay so we're just wrapping that up now and being able to provide that data hey if we built out the way we're entitled what is that impact going to be on our roads our water sewer uh, all all types of infrastructure and then we can take that information and share it with our state legislators and with also uh, the agencies that you that you mentioned.
0: Sure. Um, anything else? You I'm sure there's a long list of things. Anything else you want to talk about today that you're excited for coming in this 2020 year? Well, I'm excited
1: to be working with two new council members. We've got um, there were three up for election. One ran unopposed, and so Councilman Stewart that ran unopposed is going to be serving out serving now his third term. And we have two new council members that I think are very capable. It's going to be a good strategic planning session here on uh, on Saturday. And I, I'm also... Is that
0: a public meeting? Is that open?
1: Is that... It is noticed. It's a public meeting. Okay. Um, and uh, we've held that uh, the last few years at the JATC building, but we're going to be doing it this year at our city hall. Sure. So just in the council chambers. But I, I'm also excited, you know, out of the 75% of things that we've accomplished that the parts that we haven't accomplished, I think we can really tackle in the next year or so. And and one of the biggest ones is the old downtown. We are, want to reinvigorate the old downtown, which is 126 south, where our main park is Okay. In, in that general area. And we've got some pretty interesting plans that I think we're going to be able to unveil soon that are really going to be...
0: Uh, so when you're thinking of that area, you're thinking kind of the park to the post office? And then across the street from that? Yeah, as you you come up to the entrance of our city
1: on 126th, you know, um, up that hill through the Jordan River bottom. Yeah. Kind of through there, right before 13th West, let's say 126th, out to to, uh, just past Redwood Road. That whole area there is kind of viewed as the old downtown, the commercial downtown.
0: Yeah. Anything that you got kind of solidified there that you... You can share with us. I uh, not yet. Nothing yet.
1: Okay. Yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of conversations. We had some studies two years ago that were done by some engineering firms and showed what we could do in sure. and around the main park. But um, I think we'll be in a in a position to announce those soon. Great. That's happening. I'm also encouraged by all the improvements we've made to City Hall and our community center. We're going to be partnering with the Riverton Arts Council to. Uh, we're going to frame both uh, the, connect those two buildings with a class atrium and Redo our entire upstairs auditorium into what they call a black box theater. Okay, where it's all center uh, you know center stage seating around and And then hopefully do a version two of a 400 plus seat theater Just to the north of the community center in our current plaza area and I think having that connecting the Civic Center if you will or our city hall, the arts, senior center, library, uh, connecting that to our park with uh, so re- some reinvigorated retail-type use there, sure. an office, and then even down into the trailway is is really going to bolster that part of our city. I mean, the Mountain View Village area is kind of taking care of itself. Sure. That will build out nicely and be a great complement to our city. And I know a lot of folks want to see something happen in our old core, our old downtown
0: well, I'm excited. It uh, sounds like we've got a uh, a number of exciting things happening this year in Riverton. So hopefully you'll come back with us in, in a couple months and talk to us a little bit about some of these other developments that, that are coming your way. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Remember, follow us on social media and make sure you read this, your city journal.